The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Thursday, December 28th, 7.30 p.m., Virginia Tech, 41, Tulane to 20. And I got to tell you, there's nothing like pressing record after the Hokies win a football game. Bowl champions, winning season, winning on the road at a neutral site, and defeating last year's Cotton Bowl champions in Tulane. Pat, I'm a happy, I'm a happy camper. Hard to wake up not feeling great today, the day after the bowl win. And I, there bowl were so win. many. 2016, we haven't been able to say that. There were so many people there. The whole week, we're like, oh, man, it's going to rain. The forecast, 90% rain. Then the <laughs> day of the game, 95% rain. Like, you have got to be kidding me. Can we catch a break here? No breaks were caught. But we did <laughs> Did walk into Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium and see a Virginia Tech side that was completely full, mm-hmm. which I was – listen, I'm sure a lot of folks, you might even be listening to this podcast, you might say, hey, listen, it's a Wednesday, game's at 2 o'clock, you know, it's going to pour rain. I don't really want to make the, the drive. I don't want to do the day trip from Northern Virginia or Maryland, wherever you live, and suffer through the traffic suffer through the uh, the torrential downpour. Um, but a lot of people said, hey, we have a football game to win. We have some fun to be had. We have some mud to be slided on. And uh, we have some waves to be boogie boarded on as well. And I don't um, know if you brought your boogie board, your skim board, your surfboard, Billy Ray, or if you were just bodyboarding out there. But the green wave was no match for the Fighting Gobblers here on Wednesday. The Sons of Wednesday are here. To break it down. By the way, where are you, Billy Ray? I know, I know. We usually do our updates of, of where and uh, how and what we're doing. So, Merry I, Christmas. Um, Happy Merry New Year. Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy New Year is right around the corner. And look, we may sound a little down. We're not. It's just you stand out in the rain for three hours. Your body's body's going to be a little tired, but, but worry not. We are full of excitement. I am currently currently in Arlington as I make my trip down to Charlotte to celebrate our good friend Griffin getting married on New Year's Eve. And I know you, Patrick Finn, Mr. Wedding Man himself. Where are you in the great nation of the United States? I'm in some ACC country right now. I got on the road and jumped on that 70 West out to Frederick and jumped on that Pennsylvania turnpike. And here I am in South Oakland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Panthers. I am celebrating a, a wedding between two Hokies, John Agnos, Mariah Viviano. going to be a great time hanging out with old friends 
and cheersing to the newlyweds. Uh, and then we got Griffin and Maddie down in Charlotte on Sunday. Two weddings in three days. It's going to be a lot. Miles. You know, I know dry January is a thing. As as they say, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that looks like over here. I'm not a big dry January guy. I think, hey, just you know, scale it back a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> it it should be a a great weekend, especially riding that high of the Virginia Tech bowl win. And uh, now we'll we'll turn our attention to Hokey Hoops, uh, all in as well. But gotta even- say, I'm really excited though. So we put this out. We we did take some some votes on hokey haikus it's been a highly contentious contentious area we were thinking hey maybe this is the end of the road if a lot of people aren't liking it and a lot of people aren't behind it we'll axe it well guess what nearly 50 percent of you voted to keep hokey haikus i needed about 20 percent of you to say that you still liked it for us to keep it so it's staying and it's going nowhere and our first haiku submitted by caroline miller from charlotte bowl game victory 2024 hopeful See you next season. Well done, Caroline. Pete McGee. A vibrant feeling. Optimism is through the roof. Gobbler unity. Wow. Print the shirt. Wow. Optimism is through the roof. By the way, Kelvin Gilliam. That was exciting today. We'll talk about that later on. Pencil Tucky Hokie says, welcome home, Kelvin. I guess we'll talk about it now. Green wave can't stop the drone strikes. USA helmets. The helmets look great. The helmets looked really good. Hokies went military appreciation, white lids, white uniforms, orange pants, and white cleats. I thought I thought the Hokes looked tremendous, tremendous out there. Um, but before we talk about on the field performance, we got to talk about this weekend. And look, some of you listened. It was a big homecoming for Jackson Mitchell. Went to college at uh, at Navy. And we were out at the bars, a couple cold drinks were involved. And Jackson says, man, it just means so much to be here and act like a student. And um, he had a great time. We went to went to Ramshead the night before, had some drinks. And I have to shout out our guy, Mr. Atherton, who paid, yeah. for, every, paid for every drink that night. I, I'm going to have to get him back at, at, at some game at some point. Um, but it was a great time hanging out with the Athertons, ran into – Mrs. Christina Daves, the um, I, you can call her the first lady of Virginia Tech. You really can. Um, just just always has a smile on her face and always repping the coolest Virginia Tech gear. Um, and then where did we go after that? We went somewhere. We were when we were walking to Ramset. I heard a Fleetwood Mac live cover band, and that basically is like, hey, if you come to this bar, I'll get, they may as well be giving away five hundred dollar bills. Um, like, like I'm in. Sign me up. We went next door. I had a great time. Great Stan time. and Joe's Stan and Joe's. Um, and coincidentally, without going on a tangent real quick. So my dad's getting ready to leave. Once it hits like 11 o'clock, he's done. He's like, all right, go back to the hotel. I'll catch you guys later. I said, dude, talk to some of these two lane people. They're your people. Coincidentally, dude, standing there, grew up in the same town as my dad was best friends with his late brother, Troy. And they were talking about all the people from high school, all of the, the soft center that played for Slidell High School back in 1970, and the coach who made him do runs. It was really, really cool. So I, I, I will say, uh, report card for Tulane fans, fantastic, great people. They all don't like LSU because LSU is probably pretty mean to them very often. Um, but I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Green Wave folks. So met a guy with a Green Wave tattoo on his arm, which is pretty cool. Would you call it? Uh, would you call it the Mean Wave? 
it's the mean wave logo because it's you know it's the <laughs> it's the angry looking wave. He's got his mm-hmm. fist up. The mean wave. Can't mm-hmm. not talk about Magianos too, Bill. Oh my gosh, Magianos. Our girl Chantel Lovett, and shout out to her incredible daughter, who's a huge, huge fan of the podcast. Um, invited us down to Magianos. We uh, linked up with Matei Sis, the one and only from Twenty Four Seven, and it was like it was an unbelievable deal. We did the family style. Pat really banged on the table. He said, "We're getting bruschetta," and through all of the animosity, the bruschetta was fantastic. I'm glad that he pounded the table for that. Um, I mean, we had lobster ragu, we had, um, you know, steak medallions. We, it, it was fantastic. So shout out to um, wonderful, wonderful Chantel Lovett uh, and her wonderful family. So Jasmine, Jasmine, shout out. And shout Dante getting the, uh, you got to tip your cap to this 2023 recruiting class that mm-hmm. came in Talk and about said, it. hey, we trust this vision from Coach Pry and his staff and this 2023 class, some of those true freshmen are walking away here with a bowl championship, a Commonwealth Cup, a winning record, and a hell of a lot of momentum going into next season. So good for you guys, and uh, we're, uh, we're pumped about that. I want to say Coach Pry alluded to this in his postgame press conference of how important it was for him, not just for the uh, players on the team, but the seniors that were leaving to leave with a uh, not only a bowl ring, but a bowl ring that said champion on the side of it. It really is crazy to think about that Virginia Tech had not won a bowl game since 2016 another team that had just gotten their first bowl win in Georgia Tech who we'll talk about a little bit later and Al Jones you have to reveal this stat I believe he said that the Miami Hurricanes have won one bowl game in the last 17 years which almost sounds like a made-up statistic I can't believe that that's true but Al Jones wouldn't lie on the timeline so I mean that's up there with the Notre Dame has never won a New Year's Six Bowl, ever. That's they never idea. won a BCS Bowl, and when it flipped over the New Year's Six, they never won that either. Um, I know we haven't been in a New Year's Six in a long time, so we can't be – We're coming. Throwing punches, but Miami, that sucks. Figure that it out, Miami. That Figure does it out. Suck. I guess um, more stuff on the tailgating. Tailgating and watching experience here. Do you want to talk about the – tail? The I don't even know if you could call it tailgating. It was one of the most uh, – one, uh, one of the best setups I think we've ever had. Yeah, Mayhul hit up the gang. Was like, "Listen, we've done this before. I think they did it for the uh, military bowl back mm-hmm. in 2018. We went over to the Graduate, which is a hotel on like the main drag down in Annapolis, probably a mile or so from the stadium, and it was it was an epic brunch. I mean, there was <laughs> there was eggs, there was chicken, there was I don't know if there was yeah steak sandwiches." Some bacon, some how about the fruit? There was like sugar glaze on this unreal mixed berries. I mean, it was incredible. O'Neill, I walk in and O'Neill's like, Hey man, you want me to get you a bourbon? I said, Is it too early? He says, It's not too early for the brown water. So he brings me over an old fashioned and we got involved with that. And uh, just a a really good group, really good group of people. A shout out to Vic who lost Mm. the fantasy football league. Um, yeah, tough. Uh, tough. We appreciate Vic making the journey down from from Morristown. Uh, it, it was really ideal because we we're like, you know, indoor tailgate. Well, I want to tailgate outside, right? Nope. Looking nope. out that forecast a week prior, we're like, oh, dude, I think we 
we hit the jackpot with this indoor indoor pregame party. So keep the uh, keep the underwear and the socks dry for an extra two hours. I mean, you can't you can't pass up on an opportunity like that. We had a live show by Pete B. He rolled up with the uh, with the laptop and he did a live show before. We had some legendary uh, Frank Beamer impressions from O'Neill. Um, Brown water inspired did help out, um, but you will not find a better Frank Beamer impression than you will from our guy O'Neill. Um, should we jump into the game? Let's get, let's go for it. So Sons, Sons of stats. Um, I decided to do a tip of the cap to our great nation and our great military. Um, instead of just having 50 stats here, I said, let's roll with three red, white, and blue. The three colors represented on the American flag, the stars and stripes. So red, the highest rushing total on the year with 362 yards. That's good for 7.2 yards per rush. Pretty good. Pretty good. It rained a lot. Didn't matter. Virginia Tech said we're going to come out and run the ball. White, the sixth 400-yard performance of the year. Take a bow, Mr. Tyler Bowen. Only two 400 games in the entire 2022 uh, effort there. So the offense has taken not just a step, not just a leap, but a bound forward in 2023. And blue, you can't not mention this. Our blue, our tipping a cap to the blues are no more. The Hokies end their six-year bull win skid. Military bowl champions. Um, feels good. Feels good. The military bowl, honestly, leading up to it, the conversation around it, I have to say, I left this bowl. My, my my dad said this when we were at dinner before. He's like, this is it's a nice location. It's a nice spot. When you guys are here again, and I said, hey, look, 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 look. I don't want to be here again because that would insinuate we probably won six or seven games. But it is a tremendous location. They did a great job. Go Bowling did a great job. Um, Annapolis is such an easy and great spot for Virginia Tech to be represented um, and I do want to tip my cap. It seemed as if the team had some awesome, awesome festivities, spent some time with, um, I don't remember if it was the Wounded Warriors Foundation or um, some sort of retired military group uh, over their time there. Uh, then during the game, you had the rushing of the presidents like they do at the Nationals game. You had bowling going on. Some dude bowled a strike. It was a ton of fun. We sung um, From the Mountains Through the Prairies, America the Beautiful. Is that what that no, song is called? Uh, God Bless America. God bless America. Sorry, getting my patriotic songs mixed up. The whole, the whole, the whole crowd erupts into singing the song. It was great. Um, but focusing in, no beer, drank them dry. No oh, beer. Yeah, we did. Around the third quarter, yeah. couldn't handle it. Uh, the mud sliding. We did not partake in any mud sliding, but we did no. see a lot of students having the time of their lives. When you're up so many points, too. I mean, how much fun is a mudslide? Especially you got your rain gear. It's probably not going to ruin your clothes. I know there are some folks who probably did ruin their clothes, but if you got the <laughs> rain gear on, it's like, yeah, this will this will wash off within the next 30 seconds. It's raining so hard. The offensive side of the football. Let's talk about the good because there's a whole lot of good. Look, Kyron Drones, flat out dominant, MVP of the bowl game. He was 13 for 21 with 91 yards passing and two touchdowns through the air, but 20 carries for 176 yards and a touchdown. He had a long run of 51 yards. This makes him the first player with two passing touchdowns and at least 150 rushing yards in a bowl game since 
Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, pretty good at football. Pretty good guy to be involved in a statistic with. We could talk about drones here. He was cool, calm, and collected, knowing that that first turnover, shades of Rutgers, Mm -hmm. turning it over in your own territory in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When you got a game like this where it's raining so hard, weather's going to be the great equalizer. There's a good chance that Tulane's going to fumble it in some capacity sometime soon. And it turned out that that happened uh, two times in pivotal positions on the field, muffing a punt in their own territory and fumbling it pretty much on the goal line as well. But Drones really, uh, he said, listen, this is not my first rodeo. No. I know that this, I know what it's like to play in the rain. This is going to be fine. And it was. Basial Tutin again, just doing his thing. 18 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. So if you combine those efforts, Tyron Drones, Basial Tutin, 51 carries, 51 carries, 363 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, my brother said this after like the first drive. He was like, I got to get Kyron Drones' number because if he would come to Navy and run the triple option, he'd have like 50 touchdowns and like 4,000 yards. It sure looks like it. Um, but wow. What a performance by him. And you mentioned this. You're 100% correct. This is the play that I stepped away from this game, and I was like, I'm so excited for the future. Um, this whole season, his playbook, his understanding, his maturity, everything has evolved. But the moment that really capsulizes capsulized that for me, it's a 10-10 ball game. The ball is on the two-lane one-yard line in the second uh, on a second and goal after Tootin gets stuffed. You got 10 seconds left, no timeouts. You have to have points. And they had the confidence and the faith in Kyron Drones to put the ball in his hands rather than opting for three points and a beautifully designed play-action play to Harrison St. Germain to go into halftime, up seven points. Um, Huge, huge momentum shift for Virginia Tech. Some other statistics for you. Um, For Kyron Drones, he started 11 out of 13 games. Finished the season 166 of 285, 2,085 passing yards, 17 touchdowns to three interceptions, 166 carries for 818 rushing yards and five touchdowns, 2,903 total yards, and 22 touchdowns. (laughs) Wow. Really excited to watch him play quarterback next year. And the guy that he's going to hand the ball to as well, who's coming back. We, you know, we know Matei. Matei had all the stats lined up. Mm-hmm. He was like, let me, let me, let me fire up everyone right now for, uh, for the next year. Basial Tootin, final stats, 173 carries, 863 rushing yards, which is good for 5.0 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. 10 touchdowns on the ground, 27 catches, five, sorry, 27 catches, 239 receiving yards. So he's almost averaging 10 yards per reception. Two touchdowns. And then the kick return threat. 19 kick returns. 550 kickoff return yards. Two touchdowns. So that amounts for all together. Put it all together. 1,652 total yards. 14 touchdowns. The do-it-all offensive ace is back for 2024. Huge. I mean, think about this. The most impactful transfer offensively we've probably ever had was Khalil Herbert or Gerard Evans. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the thing about Khalil Herbert and Gerard Evans 
is that we only got one year out of both of those guys. Now you say, hey, here's another quarterback coming in through the portal. His name's Kyron Drones. We got him for more than one year. And here's his running back named Basil Tootin, who we're also going to get another year out of. And they're going to be here in the same year. This isn't me, you know, talking Gerard Evans, which was like seven years ago, Khalil Herbert, which was three years ago. We got these guys playing on the same team and returning with that mojo. They're bringing back so much production. We haven't even talked about the bad boys yet. And I know we're going to lose a little bit of depth at the tight end position. Well, did you see Billy Ray just talked about this guy, Harrison St. Germain, who was fantastic yesterday too. So if you're an offensive guru, you're going to see uh, this upward trend climb a little bit higher year over year, uh, as we have uh, already seen from 2022 into 2023. A couple youngsters that you got to tip your cap to as well. Aiden Green, a lot of reps this year. Um, had a tough, tough 19-yard catch. Uh, love to see him getting involved in an epic photo that came from that as well. He's got to hang that up in his in his dorm or his house or wherever he's living. Um, two catches for Harrison St. Germain. And a touchdown, and then two catches for Benji Gosnell. That's right, Benji Gosnell, and a touchdown as well. Fantastic, fantastic. If you had to pick a nit on this team, slow start again. The Rutgers flashback. You had the fumble return touchdown right at the beginning of the game. You kick a field goal, you fumble again. Look, the weather was crazy. I, I can't anticipate holding on to the football in this type of weather. Um, Tech did enough. Uh, held on to it enough and took it away enough, won the turnover battle two to three to win the game. Uh, we did fumble again out of the gate in the second half to allow Tulane to score and tie it up at 17. And the only, it's not necessarily a bad, it's just something to mention. I do hope Steven Gosnell is okay. He left the game in the first half with a non-contact injury, uh, limped off the field, jogged off the field, um, never came back into the game, but I'm hoping he's doing okay. Posted a picture with the bowl trophy. He had a smile on his face, so take that as you may. But um, wishing him a speedy recovery um, for whatever is going on with uh, with Stephen Gosnell. If I'm um, picking nits, the only nits I'm going to pick here are from some just silly opposing fans, whether they're from Tulane or from UVA on the timeline, taking Kyron Drones' passing stats and trying to use that uh, and say that he did not play a good football game. Um, <laughs> you know, there are some UVA trolls out there that have really just gotten the best of a lot of our fans over the last few weeks. I don't know who's operating these accounts. I don't know how. Why are they carrying water for for uh, Anthony Calandria or just anyone on UVA right now? It's it's crazy that they're going. Uh, to battle with tech fans, but Kyron was 13 of 21 for 91 yards. And they're saying since he only threw for 91 yards, he didn't have a good football game. I'm like, dude, did you not see him run for like 170 yards and set the rushing record for the military bowl for a quarterback? Um, puzzling, puzzling. He did have two pretty epic plays though. You mentioned the Aiden green play where he mm -hmm. went, went up and climbed the ladder and made the acrobatic catch. What about the one where drones threw it? It got batted up in the air Caught it, caught it himself <laughs> yeah. who was the last tech quarterback to do that did michael brewer do that or was that a fumble i do remember that happening in 2014 and uh 2014 2015 i can't remember if it was i think it was brewer it was brewer or motley um but i do i remember, remember brewer i remember brewer scooped up like a marshawn williams or a shy mckenzie fumble 
Brewer mm-hmm. scooped up the fumble and ran it in for the touchdown. <laughs> awesome performance from the offense, 41 points. Um, shift, shift, shifting over to the defense. Man, I'm all tongue-tied today. I'm still pruny from yesterday. Um, the good. Held Tulane to season lows in total yards with 252 and passing in 119. Tulane was 2 of 10 on third down. I do want to tip my cap to Tulane's starting quarterback in this game, backup quarterback for the rest of the season. He left the field on a cart in an air cast, so I hope he's okay. Um, that certainly factored into Tulane's inability to move the football, not to mention they lost most of their coaching staff. They had a ton of opt-outs. Um, but not taking away from this performance. Salute to Alan Tisdale. It feels like he has been at Virginia Tech for a decade. Um, he finishes his career tied for the most tackles in this football game with seven. And this guy has to be talked about. And we're as guilty of it as everybody else is guilty of it. Feldarius Payne. Feldarius Payne has flown under the radar this season all year. And hold I am so – Hold up the zero. Um Doug Bowman put these statistics together, so shout out to him. But uh, this is what it read. Virginia Tech defensive tackle Phil Darius Payne has had a ridiculous season. Among FBS players with at least 20% of total snaps, his 89.9 defensive grade from PFF is number three amongst defensive tackles, number 11 across all defensive linemen in college football. We're going to miss him dearly. We really are. Really excited about I hesitate to say this with all of the stuff swirling around uh, with this new transfer rule and Manny Diaz and all of that nonsense, but excited to have Peebles most likely playing for Virginia Tech next year. You got Kevin Gilliam today out of the portal, which is super exciting. So defense, really good job. Only nitpick, one sack. Um, that illustrious 10th sack has avoided APR again, but coming for it next year. So keep an eye on APR. APR did recover the fumble. You had Phil Darius made an unbelievable play uh, in our territory, you know, down by the goal line and forced the fumble, was in the gap. APR scoops it up. Huge momentum swing for Tech earlier in the game. And Phil Darius Payne, you were mentioning it too. I, I've heard so many different accords uh, just speaking to his character and him being an awesome dude as well. So mm-hmm. we're going to miss him next year for sure but uh his impact uh was definitely something that will leave a legacy here uh with just the way that the defensive line played um late in the season moving on to pat's blue ribbon now i i do want to say one shout out one other shout out because we didn't talk about special teams i thought john love and our guy uh pete moore were fantastic again in these conditions like (laughs) Like it's just it's just a disaster outside. I believe we got lucky. First quarter, he had a little had a little drizzle. Second quarter, the sun was flirting with coming out. Like you saw some blue skies. Jackson kept doing this weird like sky god uh, dance thing. Um, <laughs> but the second half was just I don't want to say it was Purdue because it was not Purdue, but it was pouring rain for the entire second half. Um, so really, really well done. Long snapper, kicker, holder, uh, punter, kickoffer, everybody. Great job. Sons of specialists. We we're getting like everyone back next year. Is that right? I think everyone's coming back. Um, 
Pat's Blue Ribbon of the Week. After a win, it's so cheesy to just come up here and say, I want to give the Blue Ribbon to the team and the fan base <laughs> and everyone. But I mean, if you were in the building, you know. It was, it was a special afternoon. A lot of guys who, who went out there and just earned it and had cigars in the locker room. You had Coach Pry lifting up a trophy. Uh, just joy everywhere, especially when it's raining. Hey, listen, I, and we were talking about this uh, earlier today. Rain really memorializes events like this. You know, you have you win a football game in the rain where it's, you know, a, a pivotal moment, pivotal opportunity. The folks in the stands, they're having more fun. These memories are ingrained and stamped in their heads. Um, so I, I, I'm maybe we'll give the Pats blue ribbon to the rain, making it more of a memory than we even would have thought, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say. And it was the most rain we've seen at a game since Purdue. So <laughs> how many inches? Four inches. So I actually I'm, I'll, I'll bring this up now. So. It is so hard to find rain totals. I went to like 15 different websites to just find rain totals and it didn't exist anywhere. So I was able to find that we got 4.42 inches of rain uh, in the Purdue game. I don't know how many we got for two, uh, for two lanes. Somebody please look that up. Um, but it, it, it was a ton. And you bring this up and I want to give a, a, a Stacy Searle shout out. He always says that sometimes the most memorable moments that you looked fondly at back at are things that kind of sucked, you know? The football game, obviously, the end result was awesome, but the weather, your memory's always going to be, dude, do you remember that military bowl? It was Coach Prize second year. We won the bowl game. The weather sucked. It was cold. It was rainy. It was, uh, but it's going to help it stick out in that callback. So I like that. I like that. I like that Pat's Blue Ribbon right there. Yeah, you're Shut like, up. yeah, ruined my shoes, you know, was running through massive puddles, trying to get to the Uber, trying to get to our car. Um, but it was all worth it when you made it back to the hotel and you got to mm -hmm. shower up and, and put on a change of clothes and go down to Dock Street at the Harbor and have a good time. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be uh... toasting to that. Toasting to that, Billy Ray. So my Pat's Blue Ribbon, it just goes to it, it goes to December 27th, 2023 in Annapolis, Maryland. And by the way, next year, 2024, make sure you get your PBR at the Benny's in mm -hmm. Lansdale. Pat's mm -hmm. Blue Ribbon is officially concluded until September. So I have nothing written down for one big thing because I just wanted I wanted it to grab me. Uh, and Honestly, the one big thing is just like I walk away from this game as like this is such a culture setter and question answerer for so many things. This team's ability to fight through adversity, Coach Pryman doesn't mention this in the post game where we weren't really punched in the mouth, but stuff was kind of all over the place and we really had to gather ourselves uh, as the game went on. We were able to do that early on in the season. We went through this phase. Everybody went through this phase. They're like, does Coach Pry know how to take teams on the road? Like, what time is he waking everybody up? What are they eating for breakfast? What time do they do their walkthrough? Is he capable of winning games on the road? Well, Virginia Tech took the show on the road for three or four days. They were doing bowling, speaking engagements, hanging out with people, um, you know, ton of distractions. You're staying in D.C. It's a bowl game. And they come out and they handle business. This was a game that we should have won. Uh, we did win and we won handedly. Um, so completely took care of business. And I think, you know, you look at this, 
seven wins. Said you got to get six. Did that. Went to a bowl game. Performed. Have an identity on offense. Have a quarterback for the future. Have a defense who was fantastic for most of this year. And so many players coming back. I think you're going to look back at this game and be like, wow, like this could be the start of something really, really special. So I know that was a lot of things that lead to one big thing, but that's 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 kind of what I step away from this game uh, thinking about. It was a celebration. It really was. And to cap off a, an up and down year that really finished on the up, you also uh, can say here for, for one big thing that one big thing, the season is not decided in September. You know, and we can look back at, you know, tweets and podcasts and articles and, you know, knee jerk reactions after Marshall, knee jerk reactions after Rutgers. Us um, too. You can go back yeah. and listen to our, you can listen to our, the, our tone and our voice was very puppy dog with tail between legs. So, you know, it was, and, you it know, was, it was we're just calling it what it was. It was brutal. It was really yeah. tough. You know, we're like, hey, you know, are we sure we're in the right place? Are we sure, you know, we had the best personnel here, you know, and really have to just admire the work that was done by everybody uh, inside of that football facility. Um, the offensive staff, the defensive staff, uh, recruiting, um, you know, content, graphics, you know, I mean, many hands make light work within the athletic department. And, you know, obviously football is the biggest component of that. And there's so many folks who saw this one and three football team and really made an impact on the rest of the year, uh, starting with that Pittsburgh game and six and three since that pit game, having drones in as our guy and our team rallying around him offensively, defensively, it was really a, a team effort and a, a team win on, on Wednesday here. So the games are not decided, or the uh, the seasons are not decided in September. Is my one big thing here. So um, obviously next year, this will be year three. We have uh, we have guys coming back. The team is no longer young next year, so uh, the expectations will be different. But uh, I think we certainly met and exceeded expectations here this year, um, kind of finishing the season off the way that we did. Hey guys, this is Ali Jennings the third wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. Letters from the Lunch Pail. First one rides off that point pretty well. Brian Holbrook, not some more a question, but commenting, reflecting on the year. Just an unbelievable job by Pry and the staff. They've raised the talent level through the transfer portal in high school, repaired high school and alumni relationships, improved the culture, and are running a legit Power 5 program. The future is bright. I'm so excited. I, I, got, I got rainbows and sunshine all over the place. I mean, I am, I am, I am so, so excited for the future of this program. I know, Pat, we've been talking about, look, every single week, it's two podcasts. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of work to get through, to get through a football season with content and planning and notes and, and recording and editing and everything. 
and you get to the end of the football season and you're just like i'm not happy football season is over but i'm like there's a bit of huh and i'm sure the players have that 15 fold 20 fold fans have that too but i'm like as soon as this game was over i was like wait how much longer um how much longer until we can get started here again so i uh i can't wait for this upcoming football season uh, i think it's going to be special you will not find a fan base or a group of people that can have as much fun as this fan base does with a seven and six record. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the amount of support is completely unparalleled. Um, and truly what makes the, the special times, which I think are coming, uh, so damn special. So Patrick Bowers, what do we attribute this Jekyll and Hyde season to? Why didn't we have close games down the stretch, specifically NC State and Louisville? Look, I look. Let's let's look at those two games. Louisville, Louisville was a really good football team. You're playing Louisville on the road, um, and I think that game of all the games that I look back look at on this season, that was probably. And I, I judge this season pretty much like as two different seasons. I judge that as chapter two's most confusing, um, confusing one. Um, at the end of the day, I think Louisville was more talented than we were. They were more prepared than we were, and they really took it to us. Um, that's what I thought about that game. And then NC State, look, I have them up in my other uh, my other box here. Um, they're fighting for their 10th win. Dave Doran's been there forever. That is a phenomenal staff. Um, Virginia Tech was down early in that game. They fought back. It very much, it reminded me very much of a lot of the games that we played last year where we weren't up to snuff when it came to talent, but the team fought back and put us in a position to potentially steal one. Um, so I, I, with Jekyll and Hyde season, I think it's Jekyll and Hyde in terms of the first four or five games of the year compared to the rest of the season. I think the team really understood who they were. And Pat, you've made this point. And I agree with you. Like if we go back and we play a lot of those teams that we played in September and we play them again, if not, if the Hokies aren't favored, they're probably winning a lot of those games um, just because of how this team has continued to get better as the season progresses. Um, so that would be my answer. I, I, I think the Jekyll and Hyde term is more of a, you know, uh, uh, Q1 and Q2 of the year and then Q3 and Q4 of the year. And this is not necessarily on that, uh, on that question, but it's kind of similar of kind of what the, what the change was or to answer the question of, why didn't the staff have Kyron Jones as the starter week one? Because it, it's a different season if that's the case. You know, maybe some of those early games go the other way. Um, I know they were talking about this on the, the boundary corner round table the other night, and I thought it was a great point. Kyron Jones is a heat-seeking missile. He is looking for contact when he runs the ball. And he can't do that in practice. He's wearing the no-contact jersey. He's not going to be able to do that and showcase that ability. That is one of the biggest, um, biggest tangible attributes that Kyron Drones has in his skill set. But you can't see that in practice. You can only see that in the game. Um, so that is probably one of the reasons why it, it did take you know longer than we thought it would. Um, yeah, and, and to Billy's point, I know like the NC State game, we just dug ourselves in a hole and, and couldn't get out of it. If we play them again, you know, I, I think it goes differently or it's probably a closer game, you know, from beginning to end and just the game planning around Casey Concepcion, we, we couldn't figure it out. 
And these yeah. are good teams. These are good good teams. Louisville's a really good team. NC State's a really good team. We've disagreed on that. Rutgers was a really good team. Rutgers just took it to Miami today in the bad the bad boy mowers bowl in uh the Bron in a baseball stadium, which we're all too familiar with. Um, you know, Purdue obviously, Marshall obviously disappointing, but um, you know, when tech got their stick when tech figured out who they were and what their identity was, they had their quarterback, they had their scheme, they adjusted their scheme to the starting quarterback, and the defense just continued to ball out. Um Tech was a damn good football team. Uh, I, I tweeted this the other night. You would be hard-pressed to find a lot of seven and six football teams that are better than Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. I think those two teams are trending very, very positively moving into next season. And speaking of trends, when Virginia Tech beats you, they don't, you know, they don't beat you soundly. They beat the hell you. out of you. <laughs> yeah. 17, 17 point wins. All seven of our wins this year were by 17 points or more. Connor Ryan. Question, first time, long time. What do you think Virginia Tech needs to address to keep the momentum moving forward? And who are some sleeper threats in the ACC next year? Um, I think offensive line probably is the biggest, uh, is, is, is my biggest concern with getting more bodies in there. And that's not just like, everybody assumes like, okay, we need work on the offensive line. That means, okay, well, this singular one player sucks and he needs to go. That's not it. You need to raise the overall, you need to raise the overall competition in that room. You need guys pushing other guys for minutes and making them better in the off season. And I think you want to go into next year with not, okay, we have five guys, maybe five and a half that we feel confident we can play in a football game. That number needs to be closer to seven or eight. And if that's working the portal, if that's guys developing over the off season, um, then that's what that's going to be outside of the offensive line room. Safety's really thin and defensive tackle is really thin, even with the additions right now. Um, so I, I would say those are probably the two biggest areas that I would want to address. I feel like our wide receiver room is really healthy. I feel like our running back room is really healthy. Another question from Pete B that he brought up. Um, I'm really interested to see who wins the backup quarterback role next year. Is it Pop Watson? Is it somebody with a body type and skill set similar to what Kyron Drones has? I don't know. So I think that's another area that tech, especially when, look, there's no way around it. Kyron Jones rushed the ball 20 times this other uh, this this just past game. So you're going to want to have somebody um, that's ready to step in if that needs to happen for a drive or if that needs to happen for a few games next year. So I do think that that's that that's important. But there's no question about it. This team is going to go where Kyron Jones takes them next year, and um, that's uncharted territory for Virginia Tech. Saying saying at the end of a bowl game, hey, this guy that was our quarterback in the bowl game definitely going to be our quarterback next year it's pretty it's pretty exciting what a feeling his question who are some of the sleeper threats in the acc next year i think i know what you want us to say connor connor is a boston college fan connor um, sorry they did one today they beat SMU. our new smu acc friends today up at home in fenway mm-hmm. they did have the home game mm-hmm. uh, that game was not the Jerry world game for the SMU fans. It was the Fenway bowl wasabi Fenway bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston college. I don't know how much they returned, but that was a huge win for them today uh, for them to be bowl eligible. So early 
and then to kind of just flop. It was honestly similar to Rutgers in the fact that they were both bowl eligible by, you know, late week October. seven or week eight. Yeah. In October, um, you know, played a tougher part of the schedule on the, on the back half. And then, you know, um, but I don't know who's coming back from Boston College. I do know that Syracuse could be sneaky next year. Um, I love Jeff Halfley. I really, really do. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a hard place to win in Boston College. My, my answer is Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech has a quarterback. Georgia Tech has a culture setting coach. Um, and uh, they brought back Singleton. I know there are a couple teams that were after him as well. So um, I think Georgia Tech's going to be one to contend with. And, and look, this is probably unpopular after the result this year. I think SMU is going to compete in the ACC. They have a ton of money. They had a great area to recruit in. Um, in the Power Five, they can recruit to that. So I, I do think um, it's kind of tempered my expectations for SMU next year, but I'm not backing off the fact that I could absolutely see SMU finishing uh, second, third, or fourth in the ACC next year. Um, there's just a ton of talent and a ton of money, and you put those two things together, you're generally going to end up doing pretty well, unless your school name ends with uh, is in Coral Gables or ends with an A&M. Usually those two things uh, come with come with success. We know, yeah, we know who uh, we think the ACC, uh, or I guess the media pundits are going to put out there. They're going to say Miami's a sleeper, but um, Miami just lost another bowl game. I don't feel good about them moving forward here. Interested to see what Pittsburgh does to bounce back, too. Yeah, me. yeah. I think, you know, Narduzzi's going to be in a tough situation next year if he doesn't come out the gate. Uh, having a successful mm-hmm. September. John Cran, what was your, I love this question. What was your favorite moment for drones, favorite moment from Tootin, and your favorite moment from the defense this season? This was easy for me. Drones was by far when he spiked the ball against Pittsburgh. I'm sure he had to do some sprints. I know he got penalized. It was the most fun game of the season. It was um, embracing. I know this is the wide receiver room, but it was embracing kind of that bad boy mentality that I'm here to run through your face and run through face. He did Um, for Basial Tootin got to be running up the hill against UVA um, celebrating on the 20 yard line, running into the hill, taking the flag. I mean, two penalized plays were literally my favorite. Celebrating is fun. Um, I, you know, shout out to my guy, Chad Ochocinco. Um, So you know, those are my two favorite moments there. And then defense, it's hard to pick a play because you want to pick performances. You want to pick a six sack game. You want to pick an eight, eight sack game. You want to pick, you know, holding a team to zero yards rushing. But if I had to pick a singular moment, it's probably the photo of Monsor Delane's interception against UVA uh, with Tony Elliott in the background, just, you know, weeping uh, in that photo. Just a great pick. Um, so, those would be my three. Do you have any qualms with those picks? For drones, I'll add on and one up or uh, not one up. Piggyback your Pittsburgh moments. Uh, when he spiked it, I think that's the touchdown where he jumped up into the air holding the ball. Kind yeah. of like, it was like kind of like a Jordan thing. Mm-hmm. Looked really cool. It did. Uh, that same game when he hit Felton deep for the touchdown, he ran and was talking junk to the, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh defenders the whole way down. Huge fun moment for drones. <laughs> Tootin, same game interview with Taylor Tannenbaum. I'm a dog. I'm here. I'm going to eat. Yeah, you're right. And he's, he said it and then he did it. Defensively, it's always, fun. it's always fun when people say it and do it. Matt, that man was walking the walk. <laughs> Defensively, 
the last drive to close out the Syracuse game was a lot of fun. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was a nightmare for uh, I guess Schrader the whole night. And yeah. I know we picked up a few sacks on that last drive mm-hmm. of the Syracuse game as well. Really just sucked the nail in the coffin there. Fun couple season. Of, couple of uh, closing thoughts here. Virginia Tech defeats the spread in the bowl and beat the spread in every game they won this season. Um, I thought the bowl game was free money. I locked it in at 10.5 points. It opened at 4.5 points, which is wild to think about. Um, we were talking about this before the podcast. We don't count pockets on this podcast. I have made a lot of money this bowl season. Um, Vegas is susceptible to um, giving away golden tickets over bowl season. If you just you know take that extra second and say, hey, what's up with this line? Why don't I just Google who's playing and who's not? And then... You know, that's typically some helpful information. Um, so I do encourage you to take that to take that next step before locking in however many units you are uh, you are putting up. Um, so line finished at 12 and a half, Hokies cover. And then just an observation this offseason, I'm sure we're all going to talk about, you know, what's coming back, what does the season look like, previews on other teams. But the ACC had one hell of a year, man. David Hale put this out. So the ACC finished 2023 with 10 teams posting a winning record. 10 teams posting a winning record. That is the second time in the playoff era that that has happened for the ACC. We did it in 2011, and we did it in 2016. The SEC has done it three times total, and no one else has done it in the last 10 years. So, again, looking at it, teams that are trending up, Georgia Tech, they beat USF. NC State, they're chasing this 10th win, watching it's 13 to 21 right now in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Brennan Armstrong's farewell tour, his last game as a college football player. Um, Duke, bring in Manny Diaz. There's a lot of positive vibes around that program. You kind of assumed, I know I did, you know, um, Coach Elko hits the road and you're just like, well, Duke's dead again. So, Nobody cares about Duke, but they brought in Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz getting people excited. They brought in, I think they brought, who did they bring in? Malik Murphy from Texas to be their yep. quarterback next year. So I think Duke's going to be okay. Um, it's going to be a fun league next year. It's going to be a fun league. So um, shout out to the ACC. Uh, and then we get Florida State, Georgia. I got a question for you. You may laugh at me. <laughs> if I'm Florida State and I win this game somehow, I'm absolutely claiming a national championship. Similar to UCF, people will I mean, make that would that would be the that would be the Billy Ray thing to do. <laughs> yeah, would you not? I probably would. Yeah, if Tech if Tech went undefeated and then they played like Alabama in the Orange Bowl, I'm just I'm telling you that Sons of Saturday would email Wikipedia and be like, "Excuse me, can you please put our unclaimed national title based upon the Sons of Saturday writers and voters?" Um, the thing we would is, like the record to show. The thing, and I, and I know it's fine. You just got to deal with it, but you got to deal with the rivals. Florida State probably made fun of UCF to the moon when UCF was doing their fake national championship, you know, claiming thing. So if Florida State's going to do it. They should expect to be double, triple, four X trolled by all the UCF fans who were seemingly trolled by Florida State when UCF was claiming a national championship. I could not imagine if we tried to claim a national championship that we didn't actually win but we were undefeated as power five i could not imagine what we would just see on a daily basis and how annoying uva fans would be That's so really it's kind point. of like a pick 
it's kind of like a pick your poison thing, knowing how are other people going to react? We might do this, but is it worth the annoying blowback that we're going to get from everyone else? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Depends how strong your campaign is. That is true. Wow. What a fourth down and six to the house, 56 yards for NC state. About to tie it up. Let's go. I am a proud holder of uh, who knows how this will go. I'm a proud holder of NC state minus three and over 49. So hoping that that happens. Oh, it was a fake punt for a touchdown. 55 yards. Pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> shout outs. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Mayhul for not only organizing the pregame. He did hook it up and I was able to get dry in the second half headed up uh, to the box, which was a, a ton of fun. Some great food DJ. Um, and got to got to hang out and I uh, was really happy my brother got to go with his uh, girlfriend Julia she had a fantastic time um, I was kind of ribbing him a little bit I was like hey man look like I'm sure Navy games are fun probably not gonna have more fun at an at a game at Navy Marine Corps Stadium than you will um, with uh, with the Sons of Saturday and 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 the uh, Mayhul Sangani crew and uh, Big Russ in the building so um <laughs> He had a he had a pretty uh pretty awesome time. Um, but just I guess last shout out, I might have some more after you go. Um, but shout out to everybody who made this year special. This was a really, really fun year. Met so many people, got to see so many people um that have been so awesome to just spend Saturdays with. And I'm looking forward to doing it again in the fall. Um, football season is so special, but it's not only about the games. I was talking this about uh with your dad. It's the overall event. Um, that is just seeing everybody and man, what a, what a great year. Couldn't agree more with that. Uh, the shout outs have been fun this year. Uh, and I've, I've kind of come to realize that some of these shout out lists are just, you know, crazy long because we're seeing so many great people, uh, week over week over week and can't wait to do it again next year. Um, a few things, uh, Pete B pulling up and doing a live podcast inside the tailgate. I mean, just well executed, perfectly Grit. set up. He's like, Hey, I'm just going to do this. Uh, I'm just going to get on the Wi-Fi and do this. And we're like, dude, you know what you're doing. Go oh, man, go, go man, go and crush it. <laughs> and that's exactly, that's exactly what PP is always thinking outside the box, bringing new ideas and, and uh, fun ideas to the table. So uh, cool to cool to just have 40 minutes of Pete, you know, doing a live show. Uh, check that out. I, I'm going to watch it here in a few uh, after we log off tonight. Um, I had another shout out for Pete B and I, and I forget why. Um, but, oh, he's doing, okay. He's doing a national championship live stream. So I think it's Monday, January 8th. He's invited some guests to join. So uh, we'll be excited to hop in on the national championship live stream on that Monday night. Um, Who's your pick? I have Bama. I think over who? Uh, probably over Washington. Like I would really love to see Washington beat Texas. Me too. Me I really too. Would. Um, Bama over Washington. Um, Jeff Ganella, last night at at the Dock Street, he says, "Pat, I, I hope you've gotten put out a pod for my drive home." Jeff, I hope you're listening to this right now, and uh, it is uh, helping you consume that ride home <laughs> a little bit more better uh, than it would have. More go check, go check out Rich Luttenberger's article. Uh, we we had an article go out that Rich, spoiler alert, Rich Luttenberger, you may know for him for his work with Gridiron Heroics, is now uh, writing for us as well. 
Um, so Rich put out his first article last week with regards to the Sons of Saturday's NIL contributions uh, that we have made over the past year uh, within um, some of the basketball programs and some of the other student athletes around campus, really highlighting the Sons of Saturday Slam Jam, which was an effort uh, that we did with basketball in Hanhurst. If you have not seen that video, if you have not checked out that article, really highly recommend it and uh, gives you an inside look at some of the contributions that we've been able to uh, facilitate through NIL, helping our student athletes, but also highlighting local businesses uh, surrounding the Blacksburg and Virginia Tech community. And it's been a really cool opportunity to just see what is possible here. Um, that's kind of what NIL is. You know, I, I'm even going to say the beauty of NIL. There's a lot more possible than we think there is out there as far as um, activating student athletes to help promote businesses, not just you know, someone getting a, a, a check here. Um, book your Virginia Tech winter weekend now. And we say that the last weekend of January, you got women's basketball on Thursday. I believe it's Georgia Tech. You got wrestling on Friday. It's, it's Carolina. You got men's basketball on Saturday. I think it's also Georgia Tech. And then if you want to stick around, just another 48 hours, or maybe another day onto that. Duke, I think it's Big Monday. Duke Blue Devils coming to town, playing Duke on Monday night. Uh, so the last weekend of January, we're going to be in town. It's going to be great. We're going to go to the cellar. We're going to have fun. Matt mm -hmm. Sams, we're getting together at the cellar. Uh, Nashville, sign up if you have not already for our Nashville form uh, that we've put out on Twitter. Uh, we'll put that back. Um, we'll, we'll be retweeting that. Uh, later this week, uh, if you have not filled out that form for group tickets, a hotel block, a tailgate, and a, a live music slash welcome party event that we're going to do for the Nashville trip, Labor Day weekend 2024, kicking off an epic campaign of Virginia Tech football, spring game, same thing, spring jam, golf tournament, all that stuff, uh, be on the lookout Football season never ends. There's no off season. We're always we're always doing football stuff. We're always doing stuff in the community here. We're fired up for spring game. And uh, the last thing I just wanted to say here that I thought was really cool, and we talked about this today. Substation two. We know that Substation two closed on December December twenty first. Billy Ray put out a reel of Hamid <laughs> flipping the sign from uh, open to close for the very last time to the tune of my way by Frank Sinatra. That reel on Instagram currently has 41,000 likes and 1.1 million views. I don't know if like the Instagram algorithm reels has just put it in everyone's feed. Cause it's a relatable reel. You don't even have to know what substation is to think this is cool. But now we got all these bots following us. Like every time we refresh the page, it's like 25 new followers. And you look and like, you're like, are these all like bots? So um, we are stuck. We're, we got caught up in the green wave of Instagram bots now. Um, mm. But kind of funny. Lastly, happy birthday, Russ Mitchell. Hope it was a fantastic birthday. Great hanging out with you this season. Wow. What a pod. That was efficient. That was fun. Good spirited. <laughs> happy birthday dad um all right i'm gonna go watch the pop tart bowl everybody enjoy the bowl games we have some really exciting interviews coming up over the last couple next couple of weeks here really exciting interviews um i'll leave it at that merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy new year
Happy whatever. Happy Hokies. Happy Hokies. Go Birds. Go Birds. And we'll be talking to you soon. Go Hoax. Signing off. Signing off. 2023 for both. Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know just what you're thinking Please don't go to slice and Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day Take a hit, it started